Welcome back to Range Anxiety TV, and today I'm with the trusty steed, the most iconic of all Teslas, and one that comes with a very disappointing story for Australian order holders, but more on that later. Most of you probably wouldn't know much about the Tesla Model S. You think Tesla and you think Model 3 and you think Model Y. And that's exactly what Tesla actually wants you to keep thinking, by the way. Well, on this side of the world. But the forebear to all of this in Australia and where the OG Tesla people got involved was with the Model S. So let's just have a look at what a Model S is and why a lot of us are so disappointed that they're no longer coming to Australia. Like I said, the reasons for that, evident later. Big car, much bigger than a three or Y, like a bigger platform where a Y is taller, it's certainly not longer. This is the big car and this was essentially the hero car. Let's wind back in time a little, back to 2007, when the Roadster was just being in its final throes of release. There was already a team of people working on the Model S project, which was called Operation White Star. Now, of course, it was Elon's baby, the Model S. It was their first foray out of being a, you know, like a glamour boy sports car maker into a proper professional car maker. And they got a good team of people on board to do this. The most important, I think, of all was the actual designer, a guy by the name of Franz von Holzhausen. Hi, Franz, if you're watching. Um, hope to meet you later in the year in Austin. He was responsible. He was poached from or left uh, Mazda, North America, as a head stylist there and came to Tesla as the stylist. He's responsible for pretty much everything they've done since S3Y Cybertruck. France has a long hit list behind him of cars. And this is a, a beautiful car, not in the way in this and Leaf is functionally elegant. <laughs> And oh yeah, by the way, no poll today. Uh, the dud isn't with us, hey babe. So I'll say hey babe for you, hey babe. Um, this is actually a pretty car. Um, some people like it, some people don't, but there's a lot of, if you look at the form and the form factor of this car, there's a lot of Maserati in it, a lot of Maserati uh, Ghibli, I suppose, in some ways, but again, better looking than that, I think. But it's got that flowing sort of timeless line um, people will say it's beginning to look old now and it hasn't changed since it was first released. Now, let's have a look at that first release. This car was first shown to the public in uh, 2009. It was unveiled and like, like all the Tesla stuff, it was shown a couple of years early. The first car didn't reach production till June 22, 2012, when first deliveries began and they were rushed, hand-built cars. It came with it was, I think it was the P60 was the first model. Rear wheel drive, 60 kilowatt hour battery pack, fast, probably the fastest sedan you could buy back then. I mean, I wouldn't cut it now. You know, naught to 100 high fours, low fives probably for the P60. But then they went on as the car started to gain traction. It was voted best car in the world, I think in 2013 or 14 by uh, Motor Trend, Forbes, people like that. It was a super revelation and people, 
you know, lined up and ordered them. And of course, you know, like all Tesla things, the ordering and delivery process didn't go super smoothly at first, um, but they gained momentum. You know, I reckon the first ones came to Australia in 2015. And my partner, John Munro from Powertech Tuning and Powertech Energy for all of your solar and battery commercial needs. There you go, there's a free ad for you. Um, he test drove one in Sydney. I think he was a little bit worse for wearing a day, had a bit of a, a self-imposed flu and uh, took one for a drive. I believe it was the red 60 and he just said it just made him feel better instantly. The sun was out, the silence, acceleration of smoothness. And from that day, I reckon he bought it. He ordered a, a blue one on the spot. How unusual. This is his, this is blue. This isn't the same car. And 12 S's and X or 11 maybe S's and X later, he's still got one. <laughs> so pretty impressive. But Tesla went on, uh, it was single motor. They went to dual motor. Now you'll see various uh, iterations of the name of the vehicle, P60, uh, P70, P70D, uh, P85D, P90D, P100D. Normally that signifies the number, or sorry, not all P's. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 80, 80 85D, 90D. Uh, yeah. The P signifies performance model, right? The 85 or the 80 or the 90 or the 100 specifies normally kilowatt hour size in battery pack and the D indicates dual motor. And they did this all over the years with this uh, sort of confusing mix of numbers and letters till this Australia's last bad boy. This is a MY20 uh, Raven platform S. There are a few different platforms. We'll get onto that too. And this was just known as the Model S Performance. They didn't have to say it had a 100 kilowatt hour battery and they didn't have to say, you know, that it was dual motors. Model S Performance 2020, very cool. We can have a look at some features in a minute. This bad boy, which is the last of the Australian cars, no plaid for Australia, and we'll, like I said, we'll get onto that. 750, 768 horsepower max, um, 0 to 100 in 2.4 to 6, so it's still pretty quick. Uh, standing quarter mile, I think one of the better times is about a 10.4. You know, it, it's out there. It's a fast, fast car and a bloody good car. But it is the last, what they call the Raven platform, which has got the normal Model S induction motor at the back, but uses the Model 3 rear wheel drive motor in the front for its extra power. You know, every year's got more power. Of course, the Plaid is the culmination of them all with three. It's a tri-motor. This is only, only a dual, but a bloody good one at that. Um, yeah, so Raven is where it cuts off in Australia. There will be no more after this car. So the MY20, if you want to be a Tesla baller and you're sick of seeing people driving around in like Hertz, Renault, white Model 3 and Y base models, these are the ones to get. 18650 battery pack, which is considered or was considered a little bit old hat. However, Plaid uses it in a rechemistry form, I might add. It is a bloody hot car and a bloody good car. And there have been many styling changes over the years. People go, oh, they all look the same, you know. They haven't changed the body in 10 years. Compare that to an R35 GDR where they only changed headlights and uh, canards and bits and pieces of spoilers because you know, Nissan essentially had no money. These guys have got different guards, different headlight assemblies, different bars different everything pretty much apart from the roof structure. And I think 
I think with Palladium, which is the Plaid uh, platform, which we don't get here, I don't think anything's interchangeable. They look similar, but they've all gotten bigger and wider and, and longer over the years. So yeah, when people say, I haven't changed and they're looking old. Yes, it is a 10 year old shape now, 11 years old, but it has changed a lot. And if you line them up side by side, I'm gonna give the video photographer a picture of all three of them side by side actually to put into this video. You'll be able to see that there are a lot of differences. So let's have a look at some cool things about the body. And when they say, we're having a look at the body now, it's got a face only a mother could love. I mean, I'm not its mum. I wouldn't mind being its master though, because to me, they're a bloody good looking car. The original 2014 and 2012 to 2014, I think it was, uh, delivered cars. Tesla went down the route very on and, and got rid of it, thankfully, that a lot of other EV manufacturers are doing now of putting a fake grill on them. Had a big black sort of nose on it. And quite frankly, it looks stupid. I mean, bottom line is, doesn't matter whether it's an EV or not, right? Cars actually don't need big grills anymore. Like 90% of your average, even a, a petrol car, or diesel cars, um, cooling is done through this bottom duct here. It's all about channeling the air and getting the airflow right. Um, car manufacturers put big, stupid looking grills on things. Yes, I'm talking about you, BMW, with your beaver looking thing, whatever it is, just to appease um, people that have got an old, fashioned glitchy mindset that need that otherwise it's not a car you know there was a thing I, I do digress there was a thing called the horsey horseless which was a big uh, fake leather and wood horse's head you could put on the front of the first cars to make people feel more at home and that's what the grill is it's a horsey horseless thankfully they'll be gone on all cars very very soon because not only does this in my opinion look better it actually works better because it's aerodynamic, there, it cuts the air better. It's aerodynamic. And uh, these cars have a, a brilliant low drag coefficient. I, it was, I think, one of the best in the world at the time. And I still think with the Palladium chassis, the later cars that we're not getting here, and I'll just keep saying that and saying that, I think it is the best in the world, up there with the Model 3 and Y and X. We're not gonna talk a lot about the Model X. Um, Model X is a similar vehicle. It came with all of the same specifications, but it's a SUV with the Falcon wing doors, which are pretty cool. It's like the fart function all Teslas have. It's pretty cool to use it about five times. And after that, it just becomes a pain in the backside. And yeah, those doors are complex. And in the early cars, I know this, we had a couple, or John did, and I was uh, lucky enough to have dealt with them. They had all sorts of opening and closing and maintenance issues with the doors. Apparently they're on top of that now, but Musk still does say one of the most complicated cars in the world to build. So yeah, we don't want that anyway. This is the pinnacle of what Tesla does. The car that will do anything, run world beating quarter mile numbers, huge range, five, 600 kilometers or something in these things in range mode and fit five people and just, just do everything. If you've got to have one car that does it all, this is the one you want. And this is exactly the one I can't have. See, I'm still going on about it. More on that very soon. But did you know, um, even the video photographer uh, will be very surprised about this. This isn't actually a sedan. Why not? It's got four doors. Did you know it's actually a hatchback? That's right. And the way that Mercedes build four-door cars and call them coupes, think of that thing they copied uh, off the AU Falcon, the CLS. 
that, uh, that was called a coupe, right? Amazing. This is called a sedan, but it's actually a hatchback. So what I'm gonna do now is we're gonna walk around the back of the car and have a look at what makes it so incredibly practical.